We all know and love the one and only Inosuke. I don't know about you, but he's hands down my favorite character in Demon Slayer. At least, favorite side character and, you know what, scratch that, just favorite character in general. Inosuke is a monster, a nasty Demon Slayer, and insane with his blades. But imagine if Inosuke himself was trained, truly trained, by an elite an elite swordsman and someone that was a former but no longer Hashira. That's exactly what we're going to be getting into and on top of that giving Inosuke a brand new breathing style. And this is what if Inosuke had ice breathing. This is part one of two so if you enjoy make sure to show some love, leave a like, leave a sub, and leave a comment down below. But with that said let's get right into what if Inosuke had ice breathing. Inosuke was born in a forest, and frankly, they didn't even know, nobody knew, not even him, that his name was Inosuke. Inosuke was put away, thrown away, seemingly at least, by his mother, but quickly he would forget exactly who that was. Soon, soon after, he would begin living with boars, with creatures, with animals. Inosuke wouldn't know much about what's happening, but he would grow up, well, feral. But unbeknownst to him, and a good while away, there was an argument currently happening between the one and only, or the future, Ice Hashira. The Ice Hashira went by many names, but none of them he would accept. He was stoic, cold, and, well, just flat out not believing in what the Demon Slayer Corp even stood for. He created this breathing. He was born in an area where ice filled everything. He was born in a place that all he could see for miles was ice. All he could see was frozen tundra. Even himself, he would bring along a polar bear a polar bear that adapted to everywhere that he went. It was as if this ice-breathing Hashira commanded the polar bear so strongly that the polar bear could adapt to anything. The ice-breathing Hashira didn't believe in the whole hierarchy idea, training those who were lesser demon slayers. On top of that, in terms of the whole demon slayer exam, he believed that to be stupid, ignorant, that if they really wanted him to train people, this whole exam would not hone the proper people, would not even get close to it. These other demon slayers, quote unquote demon slayers that are entering this exam, get this training from wannabes, has-beens, and they are useless. And that is just flat out a fact. This ice-breathing Hashira would decide that he would leave, and he would not stay here for much longer. He would head out and begin living his life just throughout the area. He preferred the, the snowy and colder parts of Japan, and he would live in cave after cave. But after a while, the ice-breathing Hashira would stumble across something. No, more like someone. He would stumble across a young boy. The boy had a blue tint to his hair, but on top of that, it was black. He had a boar on his head. Wait, no, it's like boar skin surrounding the boy's head. Of course, he would be confused, walking over to the boy, and the boy would try to attack him, but the Hashira would grab his leg and slam him to the ground. He would tell the boy to get up one more time and try to strike him. As the boy would try to do so, he wouldn't even get close. Eventually, the man would grab the boy by the head, ripping the boar skin off the boy's head and throwing it to the side, saying that that with a, with a boar skin like that, and if he's idolizing well, an animal like that, he'll be useless, a weakling, and he won't do anything in the future. He won't even survive. He'll die. Of course, the boar, the boar boy, or, or other known as Inosuke, would not take this lightly. Inosuke may be young, but he's still feisty. So he begins to try and fight the man, but nothing, not even close to anything, works. Inosuke would be frustrated, mad would want to be able to fight and defeat this man, but the man would tell him that if he wants even a chance at defeating him, he'll need to learn how to use these. Throwing out an extra pair of swords, the boy picks them up and begins to swing them. 
and the the, the ice Hashira would would be interested in the boy very interested someone that didn't go through the final selection someone that's didn't well go through the traditional way of being a demon slayer very interesting maybe he could be the successor maybe he could be the next ice breather hmm that's a thought hey you kid what are you doing out here anyways you live here anosuke doesn't even know what to say he kind of just say, says some weird words that he doesn't even personally understand. His English or his speech entirely is kind of a big detriment. So he doesn't really know what to say, doesn't know how to talk, and he kind of just spews some random words at the Ice Hashira. The Ice Hashira shrugs this off and tells the boy that he's going to learn how to properly speak. He's going to learn how to think. And once he figures all that out, he'll train him, get him stronger stronger than even him the ice hashira would begin to train the boy teaching him how to speak how to read how to write and so on and so forth allowing onosuke to be slightly more intelligent but on top of that be still as feisty as he normally is it would eventually lead to him wielding the sword slicing through the air and then eventually slicing through tree after tree after tree and even sparring with the ice hashira or retired ice hashira they would spar but anosuke would be so far out of his own league he would not even be close to the ice hashira he would be too strong for anosuke way too strong the ice hashira would tell anosuke that he truly doesn't have a chance if he's going to be a weakling like this not even close how could he even try to fend himself against demons? He's seen what's happened in this forest. He's seen the demons himself. He knows that he doesn't stand a chance. Anosuke would be frustrated by this, and he would train for hours and hours and hours every single day. We are talking about, oh, there's 24 hours in a day? Well, Anosuke is training for 20 of them, 21 of them, 22 of them. According to Anosuke, he's training, he's training for 26 hours a day. Even though we know that's not true and literally impossible, but Anosuke still is convinced he is. He's training so hard that he feels that he's finally getting a grip on ice breathing. But the ice Hashira tells him that it's far, far different than just that. He needs to be one with the weather, one with ice, one with the freezing cold. He needs to relish in it. He needs to be warmed by it. He needs to feel comfort in it. Just like how many other of these little kids, weaklings in fact, would be well happy to sit in front of the fire. Anosuke needs to be happy to sit in the cool wind. Needs to be happy to sit and lay in ice water. Anosuke needs to be pure, purely cold. Anosuke is confused at this phrasing. What does this even mean? The Ice Hashira waves him off, saying that he doesn't need to understand it. He just needs to truly work harder and work even harder than he is right now. Anosuke would train more than he's ever trained before. His blades would begin to get serrated and begin to get sharper. Nicks begin to follow all along his blades as he would strike rocks and ice and ice all alike we're talking he's just striking in, into trees into rocks into ice over and over more or less the blade would then become extremely rigid but at the same time it was perfect to cut off a demon's head anosuke would train train harder than he's ever trained before but eventually the ice hashira would tell him that he needs to go handle some business he has a demon that he needs to go kill but the one thing the Ice Hashira didn't realize in this moment was that this was the last time he would see Inosuke. The Ice Hashira would lean over and tell Inosuke that if he wants to be the best, if he wants to truly be better than him, he points toward the polar bear that seems to be tame, that seems to be completely relaxed and more or less controlled and, well... He tells Anosuke that that bear will start hunting him, wanting to kill him, to end him. And once he has the pelt 
of that polar bear stringing across his back, then he'll know Anosuke is ready. The Ice Hashira is about to leave, but Anosuke plants his swords in the ground, asking him what his true name is. He's tired of calling him Sensei, Master, whatever. It's disgusting. The Ice Hashira says that once the polar bear is dead, then maybe, just maybe, he'll earn the right to speak his name. The Ice Hashira would leave, double blades in hand, ice dripping and mist scorching across his body, seemingly as if a ghost was walking away. Inosuke would watch as he leaves, and soon the sun will rise once again. Then it would set, then it would rise, then it would set, then it would rise, and the Ice Hashira would never to be seen. What happened to him? What even occurred? The Ice Hashira knew that he needed to take out this demon that was nearby, controlling a cult. But what he didn't realize is he would take on a demon far beyond the capabilities of his own. He would take on Doma. Doma, a monster, a demon that would kill so many in the near future. And he left the young boy Anosuke all on his own. But in death, Anosuke could tell that the Ice Hashira has already done his job. Anosuke would await with the polar bear's head on top of his own, but his face still showing, believing that the alpha of whatever this nature, so-called nature is, should always show its face. Hiding behind his boar mask was a weakling, but now he, tri he triumphs over everything and everyone. The boar no longer signifies him. It's truly the conqueror, the alpha polar bear, and the now only ice breather to ever exist. Anosuke would put his blades away and continue the training, the normal workouts that the Ice Hashiro taught him to do, the normal things that he wanted Anosuke to do. And eventually, Anosuke was honed and ready. And eventually, a demon would finally show. This would be Anosuke's trial. This would show exactly what he's learned. The Ice Hashira showed him various forms, so many that Anosuke and his mind could not even comprehend them. But Anosuke didn't care. He wanted to make sure that he got all of them down packed, but he wanted them to be his own, wanted them to be his very own breathing style. The demon would approach the boy, asking how he got some sort of animal like that, a polar bear around his neck. <laughs> This isn't Ant the Antarctic. This isn't the Arctic. This isn't Antarctica. <laughs> Where does he think they are? What is that? Some goofy freaking jacket? And of course, Anosuke would take offense to this. And in a matter of a second, Anosuke would breathe. Would breathe out so much so that it felt as if the breath coming from his own mouth was below zero. The demon would be shocked. What is happening? Why does he feel like he can barely move? Anosuke would be dashed forward right in front of the demon as both of his swords would slam into the demon, slicing through his torso, but the demon would then feel this, this frost, this frost bite. First form, frost bite. Anosuke would cover the demon entirely with ice as the demon would be sitting there stoic. Anosuke would shake his head saying that the training made him strong but he didn't know or he had no idea that the demons would be so damn weak he slices the demon into pieces little tiny demon flesh shatters as the sun burns that would eventually burn the demon alive the little pieces of ice holding the flesh of the demon still yes Anosuke may not have an ring blade at this moment at least not right now, but he will very soon. Anosuke would go back into the cave after killing the demon. 
a cave that he didn't really go in much, especially after the death of his sensei. But when he enters, he sees two blades. Two blades that were already nicked, already serrated, already broken in. And he looks at them to see that they're totally different. The blades seemingly made of Nichiring, some metal that Inosuke didn't know much about, but heard about from his sensei. He would pick them up and the color would change. It would change to this icy, misty-like color, and on top of that, ice would begin to grow at the tip of his blades. He would look at them, and he would holster them once again as he would walk outside. Now he was ready. The gift from his sensei, the polar bear that, that is currently on his head and that rides on his shoulders watching over him. Now it is time for him to become the demon slayer that he was meant to be. The demon slayer that he truly knew he could be. Anosuke would begin his travels and would begin journeying. And it seemed as if the demon slayer corp even knew Anosuke was out and was now joining them. But it was odd. A crow far in the distance would try and speak with Anosuke. And Anosuke would just ignore it as if he already knew the direction he was going. All he had to do was follow the voice of the dead polar bear. The voice of the polar bear that he slained and now that, and now that is truly attached to him in death. Anosuke would travel to a, a, an unknown area that he didn't know. A place that is warm, but his body would stay cold, cold-blooded as always. Anosuke would arrive at this some sort of mansion and he would see two people there. What the hell are these fools doing? <laughs> Whatever. Anosuke would walk toward that said mansion as, they, as he sees both of them walk in. Just maybe 30 seconds after, he jumps through the roof and sees a demon. It's a weird looking de demon. Looks like he has drums all over his body. He turns to his left to see this kid. He has a marking on his forehead. Interesting. I've heard about people like you. Very interesting. Anosuke would charge forward in a blink of an eye. And as if the, the demon didn't even have a chance. Not one chance to react. Anosuke would be in front of him. Ice breathing. Fourth form. Ice shatter. He, he exhales a concentrated blast of freezing air that shatters anything it touches, including demon flesh. His blades would follow up, and as brittle and as the demon is extremely brittle and soft now, Anosuke would strike it, and it would shatter into a million pieces. Anosuke would holster his swords once again, and he would look toward the boy, the boy by the name of... Banjiro Cappuccino. Tanjiro would respond to Inosuke, saying that that's not his name. He just said his name, but Inosuke would just walk by, not really even thinking much about it, as he continues to slay and obliterate all the rest of the demons within this so-called mansion. After defeating and destroying all of them, Inosuke would arrive outside. He would think that maybe he should just leave, but some weird instinct just makes him stay and wait. And he does just that. He awaits and just waits some more, waiting for Tanjiro and this young boy by the name of Zenitsu to come, out, to come outside. Eventually they do, and Inosuke would see this box. A box that, when he smells, it smells like a demon. All of his senses going off as if it's a demon, and he would point his blade at it. You do know that there's a demon in that box, correct? They would say yes, but that's it's not like that. It's actually his sister. Anosuke would shake his head and say that all demons are just, well, fodder to death. Anosuke would holster his weapons and say that if they want to keep that demon around, so be it. But he's not going to go out of his way to try and save his little sister. Anosuke would leave as the other two would be close to follow. 
eventually he would get a bit of a rest. A rest that he truly believed he didn't need it, but they forced him to do so. Anosuke would, would eat some food and would be somewhat cordial to the old lady, but still would have his brutish ten tendencies. This eventually leads him to finally getting out of that place, wanting to go to the next location, being that of Natagomo Mountain, a mountain that Anosuke sees as a minor threat, something that he'll take on with relative ease. He heads up and let's just say he's greeted with some awkward stares from demon slayers that are all strung up on strings and so on and so forth. He tells everybody or tells Tanjiro and Zenitsu to handle this. He can sense where the major, major, well, demon is coming from. He would lead his way through and he would just blitz through everything seemingly not phased by anyone and anything going on. There's this odd looking demon, a demon that tries to stop him, a headless demon of course, but that demon would be slayed and destroyed instantly by Anosuke. Anosuke would find the young lady that was actually controlling the strings, but he would decide that he would not kill her. There was something about it, something weird about it, but he decides not to. And eventually he would come across the father demon, a demon that he believed was a better fit for him to kill. He would charge at it and immediately slice into it just without using really much force and he could feel that the skin of the demon was a lot tougher. He would smile thinking that maybe, just maybe, this is the challenge he was looking for. But frankly, that went away relatively quickly, especially when he began using his fifth form. Ice breathing. Fifth form, Blizzard Barrage. He unleashes a relentless barrage of ice shards and freezing winds, creating this blizzard that engulfs the enemy, engulfs the, the father demon. And in doing so, well, let's just say it freezes the demon or at least slows him down. It's better for large groups of demons killing all of them at once but this demon is a little bit stronger so all it really does is wound him slightly and slow him down of course Anosuke would smirk thinking that this should have been enough but he guesses not he begins to swing his swords toward the neck of the demon as he begins to use both of them to cut through from basically both sides sawing at it as if he's cutting a giant sheet of ice sawing more and more and as the demon tries to punch Anosuke, Anosuke slings his fist at the at the demon's fist. In doing so, the fist connects with the demon's fist and let's just say his fist push back or pushes it pushes the demon's fist back just a little bit. Anosuke just out of pure brutish and pure brutish strength, he rips the head off the demon and the demon slowly begins to fade. Anosuke immediately would about, was about to head off once again as he hears Tanjiro coming up near. He tells Tanjiro that he's already handled it and he's handled, well, this little demon, whatever this thing is. Tanjiro says that Zenitsu may need help and Anosuke rolls his eyes, saying that he'll help the little twerp, but he'll go, he'll go after the strongest demon here. He can sense he's not too far away. Anosuke would charge off to go help Zenitsu. A spider-like demon would be fighting him, and of course, Anosuke would have no trouble neutralizing him. And on top of that, a little bite from a spider would do nothing to him. He's been in the woods, and he's been, he's been in feral areas, and he's lived with feral creatures, so none of this even matters to him. He's built up such a tolerance, it practically means nothing. And eventually he would get cured anyways, so if it even was trying to creep anywhere near his vital areas, it wouldn't even matter in the long run anyways. Luckily though, Anosuke was there, because it did limit how much Zenitsu was actually going to hurt after the fact. And Anosuke would call him weak, telling him that he should have never became a demon slayer. And on top of that, he should have, well, never even came out here in the first place. What was he even thinking? He's useless. He can't do anything. How does he even expect to get a wife? 
How's he even expect to not die alone? Shoot, Anosuke begins to say that he should just kill Zenitsu himself. I mean, he's practically nothing anyways, right? Zenitsu would feel a rush come over him and Anosuke would smirk as if he was trying to get this out of him. It's as if the teachings of his master or his sensei were kind of creeping out just a little bit. The harsh realities of this world, Anosuke knew that that's what Zenitsu needed to hear. Zenitsu would charge forward at insane speeds, godlike speeds, slicing through the demon, killing it. Anosuke would smirk as he puts his blades away, telling the yellow-haired boy, or whatever, he would eventually call him Little Sparky, that he did good. He did good. At least good enough. Anosuke would begin leaving, and Zenitsu screams for him, telling him to help, but Anosuke doesn't listen. Anosuke says that there's more people coming, he can smell them, so he'll get help eventually. Anosuke would jump off, eventually coming across Tanjiro and Rui, a battle that even impresses him. Not something that he would normally just watch and see what happens, but for now, he sees Tanjiro enter a new realm of possibilities, sun breathing. This breathing style he's heard about, sun breathing the direct counter to his own but at the same time they do very very drastically different things he watches it as tanjiro strikes the neck of rui but as he does he can tell rui is not dead anosuke would walk over and congratulate tanjiro as he grabs him by the back of the shirt throwing him tanjiro would be confused as rui is slowly getting up but anosuke would begin breathing actually just breathing and, and immediately, the, the ice would begin to cover the entire area. Anosuke would laugh, would laugh at Rui, saying that he thought he could trick another Demon Slayer without another one ready in the rafters. Anosuke would slice toward Rui, slicing off one of his arms and then his leg. Rui questions why he can't regenerate as fast. Of course, Anosuke knows why, but he won't say a word. His, his blade beginning to cover more in ice as the ice transfers to Rui's body. He laughs at Rui, saying that he's heard that Rui, oh well, is at least stronger than most demons. The 12 Kizukai? Kizuki. Something like that. He doesn't say much after that. Anosuke just laughs at Rui. That's all he does. He eventually would allow Rui to put on his head just for him to slice it off and eventually cover Rui entirely in ice. Tanjiro would say that Anosuke is amazing. Wow, he did such an amazing thing, but Anosuke would wave him off, saying that he doesn't need the compliments. He knows. He knows how great he is. He would smash Rui's head as the ice would shatter alongside it. Anosuke would holster his blades once again, and the Hashira, Shinobu, and Giyu Tomioka would finally arrive. Anosuke would walk over toward Tanjiro and put out his arm. Tanjiro is curious at what he's doing, but Tanjiro would then collapse as Anosuke would catch him. Anosuke would carry him and also the box with, with uh, Nezuko in it and would begin to carry it away. Just as he's carrying it, Kanao or uh, uh, more or less a trainee or a, yeah more or less a trainee for shinobu comes out of nowhere to try and slice toward the box anosuke out of just pure just savagery would grab the blade yeah grab the blade eyes holstering on his hand so he doesn't get cut and he tells the young girl to back the hell off to stop trying to strike down the box He's already had this conver conversation with the twerp he's currently carrying. They can deal with whatever's inside this box another time. He tosses the blade to the side as Kanao is completely shocked. How did he do that? She's never even seen someone like that. But it doesn't matter. She has her orders. But eventually when she goes to strike once again, Shinobu tells, tells her to stop. Crow is now flying above saying that Tanjiro and Nezuko are to be sent to the Hashira Mansion as soon as possible. That Tanjiro and Nezuko are to be sent to the Hashira Mansion as soon as possible. 
Tomioka would look at Anosuke, and as Anosuke would look back, Anosuke would question why the hell he's looking at him with that dumbass look. And Tomioka wouldn't say a word, but he knows who the master of this person is. He was good friends with Urokodaki, even if he would never admit it. Anosuke would carry Tanjiro and would not let anybody else do so. Same thing with the box with Nezuko in it. Anosuke knows respect, at least to a warrior, at least to someone that he deems worthy to it. So he carries both Tanjiro and Nezuko off to Hashira Mansion, allowing them to finally rest and just sit there for a little bit. Eventually, their little council would happen, debating if Tanjiro should live and if Nezuko should live, and Anosuke would just listen to this. He knew the eventual outcome of this. His master would probably be against this. But for some reason, in his own gut, he has some sort of respect for Tanjiro. As if he, if he had family himself, he would have protected them. Same thing with his so-called father figure. If he got the chance to protect him, he would have. So, in a way, he does have that respect for Tanjiro. He does have that respect for someone against all odds, someone as talentless as him, <laughs> that he would go out of his way to protect his demon sister. Now, what's going to happen next in Ice Breathing Anosuke? Well, you'll have to find out in the next part. Anosuke is waiting in the Hashira Mansion. He watches as Tanjiro goes through his little spat but he knows everything will work out or work itself out. He begins training once again. All he can think about is getting stronger and that's all he does is get stronger. He does begin to kind of warm up, no pun intended, um, to Tanjiro and Zenitsu. He is a lot more stoic. He's not the laughable and haha kind of comedic character we always knew back in the canon of Demon Slayer. He's a lot more serious. He has a lot riding on himself. I mean, think about it. An ice Hashira that left that left him in the wilderness, told him to survive, and gave him the motives to do so. He wants to make him proud even if he's in the afterlife already. Inosuke, though, would continue training with both Tanjiro and Zenitsu, learning a couple new things that he didn't already know. But the person he is right now, he's on the level of or maybe even past the level of some of the demon slayers that are currently there. He might even be Hashira level, maybe even higher than that. You don't really know. We've never seen Anosuke backed into a corner. We've never seen him backed into a corner like a wild animal. We've always seen him under control. Now that is something Anosuke thinks about and thinks about greatly. He continues the training, teaching, Teaching Tanjiro and Zenitsu anything that he's personally learned from his master, but they can't really utilize it in any special way. But still, it's something to think about, something that maybe, just maybe, they'll be able to utilize in the near future. With that said though, they have their next mission to rely on. Their next mission is to go with, with Rengoku, the Flame Hashira, and head out to this some sort of train. This train is called the Mujin train. It's supposedly riddled with demons. So when they arrive, Anosuke begins kind of searching immediately, but he can't get a sense or a smell on anybody and anything there. He has no idea what's even going on. He, they eventually find Rengoku, and Rengoku's attitude and the way he acts is very, very interesting. Very, very upbeat. I mean, it is said in his culture, as the person he is, that... As a warrior, you are supposed to enjoy every single meal as if it's going to be your last. So Rengoku is doing just that. He would scream delicious over and over and over again while he's eating his food. And he made it pretty clear that he was really, really enjoying the food that was presented to him. He would offer food to Inosuke, Tanjiro, and also Zenitsu, in which they would gladly take whatever. But Inosuke would just sit there waiting the demons to finally appear but when they would appear rengoku would slice them and cut them down in a matter of seconds anosuke would now understand just 
who this person is. He initially thinks it's someone else, in a way. This other flame Hashira that he's heard about from his master. But this is actually the son of that Hashira. Arguably stronger than the one preceding him. So, it's pretty interesting to actually finally meet him. But Inosuke doesn't really bring this up. But he does bring up the idea of training under him. I mean, it doesn't hurt to learn more and new things from a prodigy like Rengoku. Or at least that's what he believes Rengoku to be. With that said though, everything kind of goes according to the normal canon. Eventually they would be put to sleep and Inosuke would be kind of in this weird state of weary and, and, drog and grogginess. He would be looking around and he would see the cave, the snow all the way outside the cave. He would walk outside and all he would see is snow and ice. He would be curious. Why is everything like this? Where is he? His master would approach him and immediately would be friendly, would be saying all these things, would be saying that they're, they're going to go hunting very soon. Anosuke looks to his side to see the polar bear walk out from out of nowhere and Anosuke would be confused. Where's my blade? The master immediately is, is taken back by this and says that his blade is on his back. Pulling the blade off of his back, Anosuke points it at his master, saying that he's dead. Where did he come from? Who is he? Of course, Anosuke's master is confused. I mean, he, he's fine. He's right here. He points at the polar bear. You're dead too. Does that mean, am I dead? Did they kill me? No, no, no. That doesn't make sense. That wouldn't make sense. Why would I be, why would this be my heaven or hell? Too cold to be hell, and too, well, cold to be heaven. Hmm. Anosuke begins to walk around as he traces the blade that he, that he basically tore off his back on the ground. He continues to walk around more and more and more. Where am I? He looks back at his master to see that he's gone. And now, confusion overtakes him once again. He throws his blade at a tree, but the feeling, the land, the landing of the strike on the blade and the hit of the tree just feels so odd. He looks at his blade and it's not even serrated. It's not cut to pieces. What is happening? He takes the blade out and eventually he'd begin to sense something. For some reason, he begins to sense this odd, odd thing. His two blades would then show up right next to him, polar bear skin wrapping around his head and neck once again. As he picks up his blades, the ice begins to crystallize on the blades once again. Anosuke would look to his side to see a person, a kid. Anosuke would dive over there and slice the kid in half. But then immediately, the kid would poof into, into just nothingness. Anosuke is confused. Wait, he knows exactly what's happening. He takes the blade and stabs it through his own heart as if he's not even, well, not even hesitating. It's insane. He's lethal, ferocious. It's as if he doesn't care. He slices into himself and immediately he'd wake up. He would be panting over and over and over again. And he would look to his side to see a bunch of these kids attached to the people around him. Immediately he would begin to breathe and ice would begin to cover everything in their, in their little train section. As it does this, he breaks all the links to basically all the people that are sleeping, Botanjiro, Zenitsu, and, uh, and obviously Rengoku. Zenitsu, on the other hand though, would still kind of be in a daze, kind of be in that sleepy-like state. Which, frankly, probably is for the best. Zenitsu is uh, kind of useless when he's not out cold or kind of unconscious. But still, Rengoku tells Wotanjiro and Anosuke to confront the main demon. And he'll handle whatever else is going on inside the train. Anosuke runs Wotanjiro to the top of the train and eventually would find Enmu. Enmu would say that reading the mind and understanding that boy with the with the odd-looking polar bear, wherever he got that thing, 
well, was hard. So it does make sense that he broke free under suspicion. But Tanjiro, on the other hand, he gave him everything he ever desired. His family was back, a normal life. He could have slept forever and enjoyed the life that he was given. Anosuke, without hesitation, would dive toward, toward Enmu without a second thoughts and at insane speeds, slicing the head off of Enmu. And Enmu would be shocked to see how fast the boy is. But the movements he has, they're so primal. It's insane. Tanjiro is shocked too. It's as if he's gotten even stronger. But no, Anosuke is just tapping more into his primal side. He's tapping into the person he was before he even met the, the Ice Hashira. Before he even became more tame and controlled. He slices Enmu in pieces. But of course, Enmu is the, the part of the train. It, the train is Enmu itself. Anosuke would be pissed by this and he would begin to breathe ice everywhere toward the track as well, slowing down the train and Enmu would see this as a horrible, horrible thing that if this continues and somehow Anosuke gets the train to stop, it's all bad. Tanjiro sees this as an opening and goes toward the front of the train, slicing through everything and eventually Anosuke would come through as well weakening all all the crucial points they have to slice through more or less with his ice as he does this Tanjiro is given a slight opening while Anosuke is protecting him to slice through the neck of Enmu just like that the combination of the ice breather and the sun breather was potent was perfect something that nobody would even believe to see in in this life or the next Tanjiro and Anosuke were perfectly in sync. Enmu is now on his last legs and is now dead. Tanjiro sighs in relief and smiles toward Anosuke, Anosuke putting his blades away and kind of smirking in a way, telling Tanjiro that he's gotten better and better. It seems like he'll catch up to him in no time. That means he'll have to train even harder and get even stronger. He won't let Tanjiro catch up. Tanjiro just laughs, saying that that Inosuke is really amazing. But Inosuke doesn't say anything about this and continues walking. He leaves to the front of the train and helps Rengoku get everybody out of it. But as they're getting everybody out of the train, everybody, well, stops and stands still. Inosuke turns around and he sees one person. Well, one very, very strong person. It's Akaza. Akaza tells them that killing someone like Enmu is nothing. But killing him would truly be an accomplishment. But unfortunately, they all die here. Anosuke looks at him and it's as if he's getting all of these flashbacks. The numbers in the eyes of, of Akaza. It's as if it's reminding him of something. Something he had no idea existed in the back of his mind. He sees him. No, he doesn't see Akaza. He sees someone else. Who is this guy? He continues to kind of look at whatever this person is, not not sure what or who or what kind of creature, demon, or monster the thing is he's looking at. This person is not Akaza, but he gets the same feeling from Akaza. Rengoku steps forward telling all of them to stay back. The fight between Rengoku and Akaza begins, and it's an amazing one. One that is a spectacle. Akaza even regards Rengoku as someone extremely powerful. As someone that could even, they could basically fight for ages if he just became a demon. Rengoku would never do such a thing, and of course he wouldn't. He would never go back on that. He'll never become a demon. Of course, though... Inosuke watches in complete shock, watching Rengoku fight with such tenacity, fight with such, I don't know, just anger, but also swiftness, it then influences Inosuke, it's odd, Inosuke would charge forward without even thinking, and he would be almost, if not as fast as Rengoku, he would strike toward Akaza, and Akaza would be shocked, wow, you're just as strong as him it seems, Wow, this is truly amazing. How about you become a demon? Of course, 
Anosuke wouldn't say a word, but this would piss him off. Immediately, he would use every single thing he possibly can in his arsenal. He would hit he would hit Akaza multiple times with Frostbite, his first form. In doing this, it stuns Akaza to a great extent, stopping him to stopping his regeneration, and Akaza is even shocked by this. You're stopping my regeneration. You're amazing. What is this? Akaza is taken back, but he realizes that this fight is no longer for fun, at least for him. This is life or death. It seems that Anosuke is making up for what they lack. Anosuke's whatever his breathing style is, is making up everything for what they lack. He tries to quickly take out Rengoku, but it seems like this wall of, uh, of ice or this weird wall of ice, a glacial wall, appears in front and he punches through it and he's shocked looking toward the boy with, uh, with, the pa or with a weird looking panda. No, polar bear? Kid, how the hell did you get a polar bear here? Of course, Akaza is still actively kind of talking and not making jokes, but he's still just enjoying the fight. So he's going to continue to make these small remarks. Of course, Inosuke is not phased at all. And the more he fights, the more primal he feels. And the more he starts creeping into this realm of uncertainty. As if he's now entered something that Akaza can no longer predict. He's not in sync with Rengoku. And there's a reason for it. There's no reason at all to be in sync with Rengoku. Because if you are, he'll read you easier. Right now, Onosuke is unpredictable. He goes for the head of Akaza, slicing toward it and almost gets it off entirely. Akaza is shocked. He tries to break the sword that Onosuke is using, but Onosuke immediately covers it in ice. As the punch hits, the ice shatters and it splinters into Akaza and it, immediately this slows down Akaza. Akaza would feel the ice penetrating his body covering everything within him Akaza would then see an opening an opening that that Rengoku and Inosuke didn't see and he lands a clean blow to Inosuke's stomach right in his stomach his hand would plunge into Inosuke but Inosuke would grab it as he slings his his sword through the arm of Akaza he would grab uh, grab Akaza's arm and then scream toward Rengoku fire and ice flames and ice whatever you want to call it he would grab Akaza and pull him closer and the, his hand would go through Onosuke well he doesn't care though he's using the primal urges the, the urge to win the want to win and it's taking over him he grabs the head of Akaza and he can feel this ice merging from the wound the wound is now covering covering Akaza's arm, the blood that was once covering Akaza's arm, the blood that was from Anosuke is now turning to ice, as if it's slowing him down, slowly but surely, rooting him, unable to move. One swing, Akaza looks, his eyes grow wide, he needs to move, he needs to move. Just out of nowhere, Rengoku would slice the head of Akaza off. And Rengoku would slice toward the arm of Akaza as well, hoping that he could at least save Anosuke enough time to maybe recover, maybe somehow. But come on, there's no way, right? Anosuke smirks, saying that this was truly seeming like the end. <laughs> I mean, a fitting way to go out, I guess. Anosuke continues to laugh as Akaza begins to fade away. And Akaza is finally gone. The arm of Akaza within within the stomach of Anosuke now disappearing. Ice covering Anosuke's stomach. Anosuke looks at them and says that whatever happens next, <laughs> he's still stronger. He passes out, laying there, out cold entirely. Everybody's in shock. What the hell just happened? Rengoku would take Inosuke. I mean, what are the chances? What would even have happened? I mean, he has to be dead. Akaza put an arm through him. 
His organs must be sh shattered, destroyed, obliterated. They finally arrive at the Hashira mansion and they begin to try and help him recover. But even Shinobu says that she doesn't even understand how he's still alive, how he even has a pulse. It's slow, but it's still there. How is this even possible? They have no idea, but just as they look back, the ice begins to melt, but not in the way you would think. It's as if it begins to kind of make a patch of some sorts. They're shocked to see this, and they begin to cover it up, trying to somehow maintain the organs that are within. But Anosuke seemingly moved his organs when, well, Akaza punched through his stomach. This might sound insane, but reaching into the depths of his primal version of himself, he was able to do something like this. Something he would have been able to do and did before in canon moving his organs around and doing certain things molding his body in various different directions he was able to do that now and he was able to save himself but not only that he not only saved himself and maybe this put him out of commission for forever or maybe a long time or forever we have no idea but he did take the third ranked demon of the 12 kizuki down with him according to the demon slayer corp this was worth this was worth it they killed akaza i mean this is insane anosuke would then be standing up as they're talking about this they look at him in complete shock and he would be standing up stretching how the hell are you okay he looks at them and shakes his head <laughs> i'm definitely not okay but uh I could definitely walk. He begins to walk and tells them to to hurry up and give him his his polar bear his polar bear cloak. He wants to well wear it. He's cold. They all think he's kind of crazy. What is wrong with this kid? But still, recovery, rehab, and all of this stuff will fall in line with Anosuke. There's nothing else he could really do. But seeing this Watching Anosuke do this, it made Tanjiro and Zenitsu stronger than you'd possibly believe. The extra training they would get, the motivation they would get, and the inspiration and also extra training beforehand they would get from Anosuke would lay the foundation for them to be able to win on their own. Anosuke may be clocked out, may not be able to help in an upcoming mission. But he, the Ice Breather, and that includes the Ice Hashira, has already made waves and has already done his job. And that is the end of What If Anosuke Had Ice Breathing. And if you enjoyed, show some love by leaving a like, a sub, and a comment down below. All that good stuff. And I hope all y'all have an amazing day. Later.